Welcome to Safety Talk. Personal safety expert Pete Canavan shares his insights and interviews experts who provide simple and effective tips, techniques, and technologies to keep you safe and secure both online and off. Here's Pete. Hello and welcome to Safety Talk. On this show, we discuss and bring attention to a wide range of personal safety and security products and solutions that are available to both businesses and individuals in the digital world and the physical world. I am your host and personal safety expert, Pete Canavan, as a self-employed information technology consultant since 1995 and as a martial artist for the last 20 years. I bring decades of personal safety and security experience to my role as the host of this show. To learn more about how I can help your corporation, conference, or college, visit my personal website at PeteCanavan.com. So thanks so much for tuning in here again today. We've got another incredible guest for you guys. And so thanks for being here. It's sure to be informative and interesting. And I think you guys are really going to love what we're going to be talking about today. Today's guest is a telecommunications expert who has spent his entire professional life in the cellular and communications domain, from chip and modem design to cellular certification and telecom infrastructure. He has worked and founded a number of telecom startups, including a company called DSPC, which he actually sold to Intel, and Voco over the past 17 years. His unique professional experience has led him to an insight that the evolution of the phone really has been confined in the last dec decade to processing speed and really what has amounted to minor features. So this was when he came up with the idea to add a fourth dimension to the smartphone and co-founded a company named Cubed Mobile. As co-founder and chief product officer of Cubed Mobile, he has basically developed and patented as well as a patent pending technology which transforms one mobile device into two basically encapsulating an entire business smartphone inside of a super app. It sounds fantastic and really neat, so I'm really interested to look about, find out more. Um, the idea for this came from his long experience in the mobile space, and so with traditional mobile device management being, you know, like with the bring-your-own-device model, BYOD, uh, your company ends up actually owning the personal data on an employee's phone. And they do that to ensure that the corporate network, of course, is protected, which is very important. But instead, with the cubed mobile technology, it actually delivers a separate, secure, as well as a complete workspace combined within this unified communication hub. So, sounds, again, like some pretty incredible technology that today's businesses and remote workers are going to really benefit from. And so, let's learn more about it from today's guest. So, I'm pleased to welcome uh, Zashi Zak to Safety Talk. Welcome, Zach. Thank you very much, Pete. Actually, that was a, I couldn't do it myself better than uh, the way you presented the company and myself. So thank you very much. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, well, I do my research and uh, I try to practice a few times if I have time. <laughs> uh, it's great to have you on the show and joining us from Israel, all the way from Israel. So other, uh, you know, across the pond there a bit. Uh, I'm glad we could, uh, you know, coordinate a time to get together here because when I found out about the product and the company and the solution you provided, I, I was fascinated by it. Um, so as I, as I do with, you know, all my guests, you know, I do some research and, and couple that and, you know, with the increasing numbers of home-based and remote workers, you know, really, I, I've got a ton of questions for you. So we're going to get, we're going to jump right in and, and get to it. Okay. Okay. Cool. So now as I understand it, and, and this is kind of like a bird's eye view for our listeners here, 
Uh, Cubed Mobile has this super app that basically transforms your existing smartphone uh, into two devices by something called siloing. Uh, it's almost like kind of cloning the device, but what it does is it creates a whole separate business smartphone space on a single device. So for those that are unfamiliar with siloing, essentially, you know, what a silo is, like a grain silo to store stuff in, and it's in, a, in a, an enclosed space. Um, but basically what it means is that one information system is incapable of communicating with another information system on the same device because it, it's basically sequestered and it's trapped in a, quote, silo. And so it sounds to me like you've really solved the dilemma of protecting and keeping secure an employee's personal device that's used for business because the app ensures complete protection and a very clear differentiation between the two. So, I mean, that that's simply amazing to me. And uh, I'm sure our listeners as well as, uh, you know, employees that are working remotely and, and companies and corporations are very interested in learning more about this. So, uh, Obviously, in the current environment, a lot of people are being forced to work from home. And so this is something that I think is really going to see a huge amount of interest in. And so I'm glad that we can help you get the word out a bit on this. So what would you say in, in the, the current climate now, which when we're recording this, uh, are what, what are the, some of the current issues that are facing the, quote, forced uh, work from home situation in light of the COVID-19 coronavirus? I think that the, 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 the biggest challenge when allowing users to work from home is the, the access to the organization, to the corporate network and, info, and information. And uh, by doing so, by the fact that the users are staying at home and, and have access to all this information, I think it, it allows hackers uh, to hack more easily into the corporate information because now it's not like like if the user is the employee is, is sitting inside of the nearest PC and doing doing his stuff inside the uh, intranet. He's actually accessing the uh, intranet, the corporate intranet from remote. So now there's like there's uh, uh, another layer of of, uh, of uh, networking that allows uh, secure that actually adds security risks into. Uh, the whole communication aspect of it. So when employees, when users are working from home and accessing the, the, the data, if it's from their PC or if it's from their mobile device, if someone is hacking into the home PC or, or hacking into their mobile device, these hackers actually have access to the corporate information because it's like a backdoor to the company uh, data and, 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 and networking. And that's the major risk that the risk that we are seeing uh, at the moment, especially when we are seeing this increase of uh, people working from home. Um, companies are looking for uh, solutions for that. So you know, they do, we we have the old uh, solutions, which, for example, like installing a, a VPN. Mm -hmm. uh, but if someone is on the go and he wants to use his uh, mobile device to access his the their email, their corporate email, uh, the still it it. it it introduces it introduce a risk because hacking into a mobile these days is very easy. And we also here recently we have a, I can read in the past few days even a lot of articles and uh, experts that are talking about the sharp increase in 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 uh, hacking and phishing 
uh, methods and, and, and incidents and because people are utilizing that it's, it's, people are in panic and it's yes. much more easier to to get people to you know to lead to, to press on a link or to um, or to use a, a phishing method because people they are seeing something that relates to COVID-19 they will press it because maybe it's an important information but actually it's a backdoor it's a phishing method to access the the organization so yeah and it's and obviously there are always going to be you know bad actors that are going to try to take advantage of a situation and we are seeing absolutely a, a sharp increase in the amount of of attempted hacks and successful hacks into people's devices because if I am a remote worker and I've got a home computer whether it's my laptop or my my desktop and now all of a sudden I'm using my computer to access the corporate network uh, now I've got you know a connection to it but in the meantime maybe I've got my personal email running on the side here and so I could be you know checking my email maybe at lunch or when I'm taking a break and so I want to make sure that I have you know no uh, issues with uh, uh, you know my my system but the corporation has no control really over that and so having a problem with my local personal computer is going to cause potentially major problems because now when somebody that gets into my system or some sort of malware can now in turn get into the corporate network and you know it's something I've, I've talked about quite a lot and companies are looking for solutions so being able to use somebody's device uh, and not have to buy them <laughs> another phone or another you know program yes. for that matter or, or Apple you know device a computer etc they can just use the the super app that you guys have created to to do that and so we'll get it more into you know how you guys price it and stuff like that but uh, with the can this be used with other devices besides a smartphone, I guess, is probably one of the first questions that comes to my mind. Absolutely, that's a good question, Pete, uh, because uh, it's 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 a, it's an account. It's it's a virtual environment. So first of all, you can use it uh, on your PC, so you can access your account on your PC and then have a reflection of your mobile device on your PC. Uh, it can also be used in any other device. Uh, let's say, you know, a simple example, when the, the user device has been broken or stolen or is not accessible at the moment, you can take your uh, tablet or even uh, your uh, spouse uh, device and just log into your account. And then within a couple of minutes, you'll have all your environment set up uh, as if it was your own device and you can play with that, you can do whatever you want and then remove it from that, uh, from that mobile device. So it also allows you flexibility. Uh, I, th I think in general, people are using more and more their mobile devices, especially when they are, they, are, they are at home and they want to be more accessible. You know, I see myself as, a, as an example because I'm, I'm, I'm at home for the last couple of weeks because I'm, we've been forced to do so. Right. And I'm here with my kids and I cannot be in front of my PC all the time. And I want to be reactive. I want to respond to emails, to, to messages all the time. I want to have access to that. So sometimes I'm just sitting next to my kid and I, I just want to do something, just have access to something, to messaging or to get phone calls or to my emails. So I'll do that with my mobile. Um, so on top of everything, I think people are, will, be use, will be using their the mobile more and more, especially in this period.
So the so you can access the workspace from your computer, but it basically is designed to be installed on an iOS or an Android device. Yes. Okay. So that's that's good because you have more ways of accessing the data. Now, exactly. obviously, security is is a huge concern for everybody. Um, you know, I, I do cybersecurity consulting. I have an online cybersecurity course uh, that businesses can do to learn how to create a, a, a cybersecurity business plan, essentially, uh, and do so without having to be like an expert in IT or, you know, hiring consultants or additional employees to do so. Uh, but a lot of people don't know where to start, be- and but they understand the the importance of having a very secure environment. Uh, and of course, there's no such thing as 100% security. You know, anybody that says something's 100% secure, I mean, run, because there's no such thing. You can get really close to it, but people will, you know, cyber criminals are always going to find a way, either through some sort of phishing, uh, you know, in the computer, or some sort of compromise, or some sort of hack, and coming in through some open port in the router. I mean, there's a, a hundred ways that they can do it, a thousand ways they can do it, you know, and then some. So, how for those that are working more now from home, what could you tell them about, you know, setting up a more secure work from home infrastructure that would really be great from both the company and the employee perspective? So first of all, with that, with that, with our solution, we are trying to simplify stuff. So instead of now installing VPN and mobile device management and and and, and putting more um, stuff that you know on one hand increasing uh, security level, but on the other hand really uh, harm the the privacy of the employee. So before we will, I will talk. In what what can be done? We are trying to simplify that. So by just just installing this environment, this application that my admin, my IT admin, created for me, and pre-configured everything, so the end user who is not really a cybersecurity expert expert like yourself, he just need to install the app, and and when he needs to install the app, the app is 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 secured, is, is encrypted. Uh, the back end is connected via default VPN to our servers and to the company servers, so it, not, it, doesn't, have, it doesn't have to do anything about that. That's it awesome. That, that once he's done that. Now, if he's not using stuff like that, um, there are a few ways that uh, some know, some maybe doesn't. Um, stuff like uh, installing... Uh, a VPN and then connect uh, to uh, to their work PC remotely. This is uh, one way that a lot of companies are doing. Um, but still, it, it, it requires uh, someone, it requires an IT guy to install all this environment on my home PC. So, uh, you know, I see that a, a good example from my wife. She's now also working from home. so. She had to take her PC to the to their IT guy, and he had to install uh, the VPN and the remote access and a lot of stuff that uh, needs to be done. And um, you know, for a non-expert people like my wife, she's a designer. She doesn't she doesn't understand computers. She's a very non-techy person. Uh, she, I, I see her. Uh, I can um, sympathize. My wife is the same. <laughs> she's like, thank God I married you. <laughs> 
Exactly, and what happens is she's coming to me every once in a while asking me what, 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 what I was supposed to do here? I mean, I don't remember my password. Am I supposed to launch my remote PC before the, the VPN or after? So, so things are, could be a little bit complicated for non-technical people. So with this solution, so can we have, for example, like let's say I have a company and I've got, uh, you know, 50 remote workers that I now have to have work from home. They can't come into the office for a period of time or we've changed our business model and this is how we're going to do things now. So does somebody at the company basically configure everything that they want to see inside the cubed mobile application so that when I say, okay, go to our, our corporate website and download, I'm assuming like a customized cubed mobile uh, application for, you know, XYZ company, it'll have all the information within that. So as soon as the employee downloads it and creates this siloed workspace on their existing mobile device, it'll have, for example, uh, you know, VPN connection uh, data, it'll have corporate contacts, it'll have forms, it'll have whatever, you know, they're used to having or that they need to do their job all, you know, by being a, like kind of a pre-configured solution. Is that how it works? Yes, precisely. So actually when, when my IT admin guy is uh, sending an invite to me as an employee, and this invite, to, I will get this invitation by an SMS, and it will be an invite with a deep link information. So once I've launched this, uh, this link, it will take me to the App Store or to, or to the Google Store to, uh, to download the app. But after the, down, the app will be downloaded, uh, the deep link information will be used to pre-configure all my environments. So all my security settings, all my, we haven't mentioned the, the communication aspect of it, um, but even yeah, but even if, uh, for example, if the, the admin also uh, um, assigned a new number, a new phone number to me to be used in, in, in my organization, so that will be also pre-populated inside my, 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 my app. So, so it actually will give you a second phone number too? Yes, yes. Wow, that's so really... We haven't spoken about the fact that it's uh, security, but also... Uh, unified communication. So does that mean that if you and I work for the same company and I'm on the phone with somebody, I could transfer a call to you? Yes. <laughs> we, we, we can speak. We can speak freely between us because we are in the same organization, and it would also allow you uh, to allow us as employees to uh, call outside, you know, to any number, not without using my personal phone. So, um, it, it so it wouldn't all. use the personal, the person's personal plan if they're concerned about using up their minutes. Exactly. Wow. And so it, how does that work on the backside without getting too technical? It's using the corporate resources by going through their network, like an IP based phone solution that they've already got, like a VoIP solution. And it just kind of piggybacks on that. So we have our own, um, uh, PBX, like an, oh, it's, it's our own switch in the cloud. Okay. It's a cloud switching system, cloud communication system, which is, is very flexible. So I can give my customer, the, the, the company, I can give them um, all the services. So I can give them uh, the numbers and the termination service so they can call out 
but since it's flexible, I can also connect the organization PBX system to, 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 to his own organization. So basically, for example, an employee has a desk phone, his desk phone will be deployed on his Cube mobile device. With the extension and everything. With the extension and everything. Wow. Yeah. So the organization PBX will be connected as a piggyback, like you mentioned, to my communication system. This is going to be huge. I totally see this being a huge deal here because the, the simplicity combined with the security combined with the convenience is something that businesses are going to look at and go, wait a minute, I can, I can do all of this and I don't have to go buy all my employees new phones or new devices. I don't have to worry about doing anything other than configuring this basically like once, right? And then I guess maybe making tweaks for each employee. But other than that, I mean, you've got a solution that is a, a, a very robust and is going to save companies tons of money and tons of time. And who doesn't want to save both of those things? That's what we're hoping. That's why we came up with this holistic solution, which is it, it's actually trying to simplify the life of an employee and, and, the, and the user. So from an employee point of view, it's very simple to deploy. And from an employee point of view, it's also it's, it, it's very easy to, to, deploy on, to deploy on his own device. And I think there's also some security aspects to the communication itself. <clears throat> um, people are now using a lot of a lot of the time they're using uh, Teams from Microsoft mm -hmm. or Slack, or you know we have a lot of uh, uh, tools like that. So first of all, first of all, we do allow company to to use any communication tools they want because it's uh, it's it's a it's a virtual machine. So you can install your Slack account or your Teams account. But if you want a higher level of security, then you can use our communication uh, system, which has, our own, which has our, our own proprietary layer of security that um, increases the security of the voice communication. What level of security? Yes. What level of security is that? Uh, Encryption. So in, the, in the SIP protocol, uh, we have our own proprietary um, um, engagement. When when you when if you know a little bit about SIP uh, protocol, so when you are calling out, there is a simple SIP protocol that does the hello and the negotiation between the the client and the server. Right. So we added another layer that uh, it's a token management system. So first of all, when, when you're calling from, my, from our uh, agent, from our SIP uh, agent to our SIP uh, uh, communication system, uh, there's a token exchange, which is on top of this regular token exchange of the regular SIP protocol, okay? So it adds another layer of security to the exchange between the client and the server. Well, you said to me early that you have a demo. So I think this would be a perfect time that you could do a quick demo of what you've got. Sound good? Yeah, sounds, sounds perfect. Because so that, that way people can actually see uh, how it works, and I think they'll be fascinated. And so if you're you know, listening to this, uh, you know, jump onto our YouTube channel and watch this portion of it uh, if you want to see a demo of this with Zach. And uh, 
that would be um, give you a good idea. Of course, you can always go to cubedmobile.com and see what it is that uh, the different features of this this super app. And uh, it's fascinating technology, and and I really think that it's gonna the company's gonna explode. So let's see what you got here. Give me give me a demo. Sell me. <laughs> So I will share my screen right now, okay? Yep, you should be able to do that. Yep, there you go. Here I am. Just let me minimize some of the stuff that are not needed. And now I will go to our management system where basically everything begins. So once uh, this is uh, the dashboard, let's jump over that because it's not really important at the moment. So when an IT person... Um, an employee, an organization manager, whoever they are, when they are uh, registering to our services, first of all, everything starts from the, from the management system. From, so from that management system, I can invite users. So I'm inviting users by the uh, phone number and some other um, contacts and information that I can put in. Once I, uh, once I launch this uh, invitation, the users will get this SMS with a deep link, which I've described earlier. And it will go through some verification processes and install the, the super app in, in this end. And I will show you the app in a minute because I can reflect my phone uh, on my screen. But from that point onward, once the, 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 the user was verified, me as an admin, I have a full access and have full control to him. So I can, I can for example, uh, uh, suspend the guy, suspend the user. Let's take, let's, uh, I can suspend the user. I can delete the user, for example, if I, uh, if I, if the the system or me as an IT admin uh, found some uh, some uh, security issues. Um, so if somebody loses their phone, you could just temporarily turn yeah. off access and then they, you know, two days later, they're like, oh, I found my phone in my couch. You can say, okay, great. And you can then turn it back on. Exactly. Exactly. I can manage his uh, communication uh, features. So for example, this user has another uh, US number. Okay, me and my personal phone, I have a Israeli number, but I also have a uh, US number that I was allocated that the IT allocated to me. Uh, I can do some settings like uh, allowing the user to change his, the wallpaper uh, or um, I can uh, limit the credit points uh, for the user in terms of, it, if the user is making calls outside of the organization to landline or to, or to mobile phones, he, he, you know, he can, for example, call Cuba and uh, you know we, we, where the codes are very very expensive, very very expensive, and you can exhaust all the the credit and the points for the, of the company, so I can limit that. So that's the what the points are. Yeah, that's what the point. That, that's why the that's uh, that's why we have the. So points. what's what is a credit? A credit, basically, uh, one points, um, one hundred points is uh, uh, one dollar. Okay. One dollar is one hundred points. So we got $5 there. Yeah, I, I've got $5 there. And $5, for example, in the US, uh, it can give me uh, hundreds of uh, call minutes in the US, mm -hmm. almost unlimited. And organization that wants to, uh, they can, of course, negotiate with us on, on, on plans, but, but let's not go into that. Right. Let's talk you have about a push to talk feature. Things. Sorry? 
That's a push to talk feature? Yeah, that's a push to talk feature. So we do allow our users to do a push to talk. And one of the ideas behind that is to give uh, the users the feel that the, the feel like, like they're sitting next, next to each other, like in the office. So sometimes at the office, I want to just go to my colleague cubicle and just uh, tap on his shoulder. So instead of actually calling, calling him and wait until he will answer, and then he might not even answer. But in a push to talk, I can just um, send a push to talk message to him, like a walkie talkie. And I know that on the other end, he, he heard me. Um, so that's like, I remember Sprint had that feature a long time ago and I, and I, I loved it and I hated it because, you know, for the clients that were also on the Sprint network, I guess it was Nextel, uh, they, you know, sometimes I'd be just sitting there and I'd be working or I'd be with a client and all of a sudden they'd be like, hey, Peter, are you there? And I'd be like, no, I'm in the middle of something, you know, call me back or whatever. So does this have a feature where I know they used to have it where you could like send an alert where it was kind of like, uh, you know, you could say, okay, send an alert to Pete that, and see if he's available. And then if you don't respond, you don't go to it. Or do you just say, Hey, I, I want to talk to Zach. Hey, Zach, what's up? Like you can, you can disable that. Uh, and you, and you, uh, Pete, you can uh, even, um, say that I don't want to get any PTT at the moment. And I, I want to be, do not disturb. Okay, uh, cool. Position. So, um, other stuff like, uh, if the, if he can you see other users or if he this is an important feature if he can install applications uh, on his environment so this is i'm showing you a quite open and a low security level environment because i'm allowing a, 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 the user to do anything he wants right which obviously in a corporate environment you're probably going to want to limit that and just have the applications on there that have been company approved because next thing you know they're you know loading up the device with Stuff that you may not want on there. Exactly. And we'll talk about backdoors in a minute. Because once, uh, if I'm allowing the user to install an, uh, any app he wants, then uh, apps could be a backdoor to, uh, to, 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 uh, to, for a leakage to the, to the company information. Sure. Cool. Um, some other stuff that uh, the, the admin can do. Um, Let's talk about uh, managing the apps. So basically, the organization oh. has its own app store. So nice. These are, these are the apps that uh, will be can be deployed that the user can see. More, moreover, I can also add an application that was developed internally, like an APK. Okay, the, an application that is not in the Google Store, and I want it. It's a corporate application, and I want it to be installed on my users. So I can um, I can circulate this app in uh, in in uh, with this uh, app store with this internal app store. Very and, cool. So so you can totally customize this any way you want by adding in standard applications from either the Google Play Store or the Apple Store, plus add in any kind of custom solution that has been developed. That's very very cool. Precisely. I can blacklist apps. Um, I can uh, put a list of applications that are recommended. Uh, Which would I'll be basically how... like pre-approved. So you're basically saying, hey, we recommend these because we know they're okay to install. You can install them if, you know, whether or not you want to, that's up to you, but we will let you install these. 
Exactly. Um, and also, before I'm jumping into the app itself, uh, this is the communication aspect and management. So from uh, seeing all the phone numbers I bought to the organization, and then I can assign and unassign them to each user. Um, oh, wow. I can buy more phone numbers to my organization. So at the moment, I'm showing you just a little, a limited number uh, of countries, but uh, basically it will be open to uh, about 45 or more countries. So any organization could buy, could, could buy different numbers from different countries. So let's say, for example, a salesperson in the U.S., but he has customers in the, in the U.K. Why not having a U.K. number so his customer can call him on a U.K. number? Plus, so when he calls them, it'll show up in the caller ID that it's a local number, and they're going to be much more you know, apt to possibly answer that, that phone number. I know it's crazy because we have so many robocalls that come through in the U.S., and a lot of them are all, you know, they're coming in as local numbers, so they're kind of using a version of this sort of technology to make people think, oh, this is a local cell phone number exchange. You know, maybe it's a new customer. And you answer the phone, exactly. and next thing you know, it's somebody you know trying to sell you who knows what. <laughs> so, but this is a very, very cool technology. Like you said, if you've got sales reps all over the world or all over the country, you can assign them a local number to wherever they are. Exactly. Uh, Pete, let's uh, let's uh, let's uh, jump to see the app for a minute before. Yes, okay. absolutely. Uh, to show you the, the users list again. Now I will launch my, so let me move you a little bit so our, our audience could see uh, my phone. So this is my phone. Let me unlock it. Now you can see my code. I will change that after. <laughs> so people that are uh, not watching this, basically there's a virtual interface that has popped up right on his computer screen and it is an absolute uh, replication of the phone itself showing the home screen with the apps and everything else this, very this cool is actually my phone this is actually my private phone it reflected i'm using an, an application called viso which allows me to to show my phone screen on my pc that is neat okay, so what what you're seeing now is my private phone, okay? I have my own private application, applications. I have my own private WhatsApp, mm -hmm. and I can do whatever I want here. But when I want to access my, my organization phone, my work phone, I go to the Cube Mobile icon. I'm launching it, and I'm open an entirely new uh, environment that is exactly like a regular phone, so you don't need you don't need, an ed, you don't need uh, any uh, um, training or walkthrough about it because it's any, anyone knows how, how, how to use a phone. So in, in here, I have my communication center. So I, ha I, I can dial to any number I want. Very uh, cool. Oh, I can see the contact. So uh, right, out of, right out of the box, I can see the contact that are already in my organization, so it will be easier for me to interact with them. I don't need to enter their contacts. Um, and any new user that is uh, adding to my organization will be automatically pushed to my contacts. 
Wow. I, 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 can, I can also import and copy contacts from my uh, uh, private phone. Um, I can show that I can show you that later, but in essence, yeah. no, that's fine. But that just having that capability is great because a lot of people are probably saying, Hey, you know, before I put this application on and we started using cube mobile, I've got, you know, 300 customers in my phone. I, I, I don't want to go put them all in again into the other phone. That's crazy. Who would want to do that? Nobody. So you have an easy way that they can, I guess, flag whatever contacts they want and it'll move them over into the cubed mobile contacts. Yeah, let's say uh, a salesperson that uh, left the company now is someone is coming in to replace him. Uh, so the IT can just uh, deploy all all his customers basically uh, automatically and very quickly to to the phone is supplying to the virtual phone is is supplying to the new guy. Very cool. So this is a, a an incredible technology here, and uh, here we could. Uh, I can have you, if you want to, you can stop your screen share now if you've got everything that uh, you wanted to show us. Uh, yeah. Essentially, it's uh, a product that is going to save companies so much, I think, um, so much time and energy and give them that peace of mind that comes with having a secure environment and a managed environment that they have total control over it's really going to give uh, a lot of executives and a lot of uh, IT people at these companies uh, sort of a sigh of relief to know that there's something that exists like this, that it, there's a solution that once it's set up, it's very easy. It looks very easy to manage. It's very flexible and it gives you the power to do some things that I've never seen able to be done with, you know, in this sort of, in this way and, and do it from an interface that is super simple. I mean, just you showing uh, our listeners and myself the interface, I'm sure just about anybody can figure it out within just a few minutes because of how it is. I mean, obviously the more technical side of it may perhaps not, but uh, very uh, cool. So how, how do you see this really uh, one of the biggest or the biggest benefit to helping scale small companies? And I think I know the answer, but I'll let you answer that. I think this, this is a very good point because uh, I believe at least that uh, at the beginning it will, it will be much easier to deploy that in a SMBs, small, medium companies, because it's, we can see today uh, SMBs usually either they will use a, a third party IT, uh, like an outsourced IT uh, <clears throat> to, manage all, to manage all their IT um, environment and, and uh, sort out their security uh, problems. And we also, based on some research we, 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 we found, many of them doesn't even do anything about security. Uh, it's scary. So, yeah, and that, that, I think it's scary because uh, it's, it's, it's put a lot of risk to the company. So by simplifying stuff and even reduce, reduces costs, to the company, to the small company, they can quite easily ramp up, you know, go to the next stage of security without really um, being security experts like like Cupid or even even less, you know, someone that, that just need to be to do the basic stuff. So, so is, can you? Does this also have the capability? And you bring up a good point, Zach. Is 
Okay, so I'm a managed services provider. I provide different sorts of services for network monitoring and offsite, you know, cloud-based backup services and stuff like that. Do you have uh, like an interface where a service provider such as myself could help smaller businesses by managing, you know, multiple cubed mobile accounts from a single dashboard? Or would I have to log into each one separately? No, what I've, what I've shown you, that's a good point, Pete. What I've shown you, it's an admin level management system. We have a super admin, super admin management system, which is like um, a, a level that uh, allows you to manage tenants. So you like an, uh, an expert, a security expert and service provider, you can have different tenants because you're a super admin. And right. then you, uh, you, uh, each customer of yours will, will be a tenant inside your organization and you can just manage them uh, one by one. That way, okay. So you can kind of do that. Very neat. Because there are, you know, obviously there are people out there like myself that are thinking, hmm, how can I use this to, you know, make money for myself by helping organizations that maybe don't have the time or the energy or the resources or the expertise to manage something like this. So a, a, a centrally you know, accessible dashboard would be a fantastic way to do that, whether you know, like you're talking about set up tenants, and I mean, if you get to log into every account, okay, fine, not a big deal, but um, it's, uh, it's pretty neat. So let's talk about, before we get into like the pricing of this, how, so if there is, for example, a problem with a user's device, and it happens to get some malware or something in there. How does the organization receive a notification of that? So like I'm using this and all of a sudden I install an app and it was an app that was a recommended app that I was allowed to install, but unbeknownst to the company, uh, it has been compromised. Or there is a security flaw that is major that you know, maybe we don't know about yet because that happens all the time. Uh, so now there's a problem with my device. How is that monitored and reported back to the manager of the system? This is uh, something that we are still working on. Uh, okay. We have, at the moment, basic capabilities of monitoring uh, these kind of uh, threats. Uh, we, we, are, we are cooperating. We are partnering with a third party. Uh, I cannot reveal his name yet. No, no, that's fine. But, but they are, they are uh, a malware and a, a very well-known antivirus. And uh, we will basically use their services inside our system to monitor uh, all the security aspects of, of it because uh, we, we cannot do everything. Uh, we are a relatively small co company at the moment and we'll have to use third party. Sure. And I mean, that's really the smart thing to do is to lean on the expertise of somebody who's already doing it and has been doing it for a while because you don't want to become an antivirus company too. You want to be able to focus on this app and, you know, improving and adding features, et cetera. So it's, uh, so that's very, that's very exciting because, you know, having that capability now, you know, again, it's another way that a corporation uh, can breathe a little bit of a sigh of relief knowing that, hey, I'm using the solution. You know, it's got security built into it. If there's a problem, we're going to know about it. Whether it's, you know, the ability to monitor, you know, these rogue packets that are going out in the background to some strange IP in another country we know nothing about, 
or if it just detects some sort of you know keylogger or something like that in there. You know, those are all important things that unfortunately you have to be worried about today. And uh, quick little aside, I know uh, I don't know it was maybe a couple of years ago or so that you know when uh, people were downloading a lot of the free flashlight applications onto their smartphones when they didn't have them in there. And there was a study done by a guy who basically had a, a, a free flashlight application on his phone and his phone was doing some weird things and he was actually the head of an IT company. And so he gave the phone to his IT guys and he was like, look, man, there's something going on with this phone, figure it out. And they found out that what a free flashlight app that he had put on his device was actually lurking in the background and sending data to a server and I think it was like Russia the, and, and who knows what data it was sending to them. So they ended up doing some more research and found out that something like eight out of the top 10 flashlight applications that people could download for free were actually malware programs that were designed to capture and send user data to other foreign companies and, and bad actors for purposes of, you know, whatever, identity theft or financial, you know, gain or whatnot. And so he developed his own program. Uh, I think it's called Privacy Flashlight, and it's actually the one that, that I use on, on my phone because of that. And I know the, the newer iPhones have them, but, uh, yeah, it's called Privacy Flashlight, and it doesn't need access to anything because that's the other scary thing, right? You install these applications on your device, and what's the first thing it says? We want access to the microphone, and we want access to the camera, and we want access to your contacts. And, we want, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Why, do you, why does a flashlight app, need access to everything on my phone? And the answer is it doesn't. But how many people really stop and think about it? They think I want this app, I want it, you want access to my stuff, yeah, whatever. And they click it and that is a big problem. And if you're not careful, <laughs> it's gonna come back and bite you, you know, potentially in a very, very bad way. There was another example just recently, I think uh, maybe a few months ago, an application that you, I, I forgot the app name but you took a picture of yourself and within a few seconds it would have it it, it showing you how you will look like uh when you you'll be 60. so you can for example have you do you remember that yes yes an aging it app it was a hit here in israel everybody used that app and uh, the download rate was amazing but then someone noticed and uh, um post uh, some, somewhere, I think on Facebook, he said, have anyone noticed that is that this app that just need to show you how you look like when you, when, when you are 60, have access, access to all, um, all the things in your, in your phone? And have you noticed that this uh, application is coming from Russia? Um, so I think scary, a lot stuff. Of scary stuff. A lot of information was stolen back, stolen back then. And I think, um, uh, you know, and, and you know what people are doing with that because once they are stealing your information, your access to your uh, email or to your to other of your, your, of your apps, um, it can be really scary. I mean, stealing cookies and stealing uh, passwords. 
Yeah, identity theft, I mean, is a huge problem. It's, it's probably the number one security risk right now. People ask me all the time, you know, what do you think is the most dangerous thing? Is it offline threats, you know, like a physical attack or, or you know, robbery? Or is it something online? And I say it's online because the, the, the bottom line is when you look at how much time we spend online and everything that we do, all the things we install, all the websites that we're going to, et cetera, I mean, your, your risk uh, footprint is way greater than, you know, the likelihood of you walking down the street and getting, you know, mugged, for example. And so you have to be really aware of these issues. And again, like it's a hot new app. Everybody wants it. Everybody gets it. They think it's so cool. Oh, wow. Check this out. And they don't think about what the long-term ramifications of that are if they're not paying attention. And I think we've, we've become so used to just, you know, oh, grabbing whatever app and installing it. And we're so used to seeing so many apps ask for all of those permissions that a lot of times we're not even thinking about it. Well, why on earth does this app that's just taking a picture, okay, yeah, I know I got to give it permissions to access my camera, but why does it need access to everything else? But also, if you're granting access to that app to your camera, for example, how do you know it's not going to activate that camera whenever it feels like it? Because we all know that that can happen too, and it can activate the camera without showing you any LED lighting up on the device. So it might be recording what you're doing wherever you are, whatever you're doing. You could be somebody that's entering a building. It could be watching you enter in a passcode or entering a PIN or, you know, whatever that happens to be. You know, it could be used to, uh, you know, Watch what's happening if you're if you're going into like a secure facility. Maybe you're a government worker or, or a bank worker or somebody like that, and they're using it to scope out the layout of a bank to see, hey, where's the the safe? How much is in there? So it's scary when we think about the all the risks that are out there. So having something that enables a corporation to control the access to not only what gets installed on the device, but also to be able to lock it down. And do all these other features are, are just something that a lot of businesses and a lot of employees, I think, are going to feel really good about knowing that, hey, I've got all my personal stuff on my phone, but I've also got my, my corporate, you know, account here. Never the two shall meet. You know, they're completely separate. I don't have to worry about something, you know, on my personal side compromising my corporate network because they're siloed apps and it's it's something that is uh, is going to give a lot of people peace of mind, especially with every day you turn around and see the different breaches like Marriott hotels just had their second security breach in two years. Over 5 million records were stolen. Now maybe you don't have your social security number in there, but you get your Marriott rewards number. Maybe you got your home address, you know, so you've got other information that they're stealing. And you know, when you compile that and you create a profile of someone that you want to target, all of this information makes it a lot easier for them to go in and steal your identity or hack into an investment account or a bank account or, or whatever it happens to be. Even, even medical, you know, Medicare accounts. That's a big one, especially, you know, the fraud going on now. People are getting contacted saying, hey, you want to get your, your stimulus check? We need your bank account. We need your routing and your an account number to, to make your deposit, you know? So people are like, oh, yeah, okay, here it is. I can hardly wait to get my money. And then they look at their account the next day and the money's gone. And they say, how did that happen? So we, we have to be very diligent about every single thing that, that comes across anymore. And so the having something that can simplify it and improve the security of it is, is always going to be in demand for the foreseeable future forever. So 
let's talk about the privacy side of it because, you know, some people might think, well, you know, I feel like maybe this is a, a privacy issue with me. Um, and, you know, with the, the work-life balance side of it. So maybe you could talk about that a little bit in the privacy side and how it may affect the employee's privacy. Okay, so I think what the, the solutions we have now in the market, they are, as I see it, they are impacting privacy because if an enterprise, a company wants to, uh, to allow users to use their own device, you know, to, to, to be a BYOD organization, mm -hmm you will have to install a mobile device management on the user device. And then this is, this is actually hacking or, or penetrating the privacy of the user because, because now the IT is now in control of my private phone, not myself. Right. He can disconnect my phone from remote. He can see uh, which, which, which traffic was going on in my device. Uh, he can even log me, log me off, log me out from my phone. Okay, because there was a threat that he found, and now, now I need my phone to do something privately, but now uh, I was logged out because of the, the, this, threat, this threat that was found. So point. the fact that we are using a second environment okay, does not impact the privacy of, of the user, of the, the user device it, itself. Um, That's huge. That's huge. Because I know personally I've... I, uh, helped a local branch of Blue Cross and Blue Shield when they were purchased by Highmark a few years ago. And one of the things that they wanted to do, and, and I helped do this on a lot of employees' phones, was they had to install an application on their phone and give access to Highmark's information technology department to manage the device. And a lot of people had problems with it. They were like, well, wait a minute. And I made sure that I told them right up front, look, this is what I'm installing and this is why I'm installing it. If you don't want me to install it, fine. You can, you know, talk to the, the powers that be about it. But essentially, they're going to force you to do this or you're going to have to make some sort of arrangements to get a second phone. And a lot of people were very skittish about it and rightfully so just for that reason where they don't want the company they work for to have complete access over their privately owned device. Exactly. I, I used to work for uh, about a few years ago when I, when I lived in the UK, I worked for um, a Japanese company and they were very, very uh, strict with security. And they forced me to uh, install uh, the, the, the MVM uh, on my phone and they, they didn't give me any other choice uh, because they didn't, want to pay for a second phone and they told me if you want access to uh, your email and your the organization from your own device you'll have to install uh, the dmdm so i i felt like it's not my phone anymore because it's the company phone it's i don't have any control over it and you know i was reluctant uh, to do stuff which are private you know i was thinking twice every time i go into a website or, or sending a message because I didn't feel that uh, I, have, I have privacy in my phone. No, it's very uncomfortable when you have remotely, you know, the, the mobile device management, MDM, takes over your device. And yeah, and, and you don't want to have to think twice every time you, you pick up your phone to do something. I mean, that's just not right. You want to be able to do what you need to do, and that's it. You know, you do something in the personal environment, you do something in the work environment, you keep them separate, and that's why Cubed Mobile, I think, has, you've got the best of both worlds here. And so... 
so let's talk a little bit. We're, we're, we're flying through our hour. <laughs> Zach, I knew we were going to. Uh, there's, there's more that I would like to get to. Um, I'm going to have to see what, uh, what I want to talk about uh, as we get wrapped up here. But um, when, the, when, when a, an organization has a BYOD or bring your own device uh, policy, and they have that, what sort of precautions should they be aware of when implementing that program? That, that, that's a good question. <clears throat> I think uh, what they need to, to, to take in, in consideration mainly is uh, the apps that they will allow to install on, on, on this uh, second environment. Um, for instance, uh, there, there are pros and cons. For example, on one hand, I'm a salesperson. Okay, and I want to have uh, my business uh, WhatsApp so I can uh, interact with my customers and, uh, on WhatsApp. So the admin allows me to install uh, WhatsApp. Uh, so I have my own business WhatsApp, I have my private WhatsApp, and this is, this is, this is not mixed up. Because uh, I, I had a case a few times even when I by ac accidentally, accidentally sent uh, a not very appropriate uh, um, message to someone that I didn't want to get it because he was a business partner. Uh, so the, this, this uh, very clear separation um, prevent me to do stuff like that. You know, this is the pause. The, the cons is that, that uh, now the, the WhatsApp on my environment, my second environment is actually a backdoor because me as a, as a salesperson, I can maybe send sensitive information outside to other people via the, the WhatsApp. So there's a pros and cons, and we, we will have to leave it with uh, the IT manager to, to just control that and, and, and you know, value, you know, take, take, take into consideration these pros and cons and decide what he wants to do. Oh, very true, because, yeah, we've all done that, where we've sent it and then gone, oops, <laughs> and, and you can't take it back. And so having that very clear separation, uh, you know, saves you, you know, embarrassment at best and potential job risk at worst, right? Because depending on what you're sending and who you're sending it to, you know, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about a job over here. And all of a sudden you send it to, to somebody that you didn't want to get, like your boss, and they're like, oh, really? <laughs> so that, uh, you know, that could end up being very, very bad. Um, so uh, I would say that, uh, you know, it looks like the best way to, uh, what I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set you up for this one. What is the best way to incorporate personal and business data on a single device? Cubed mobile, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> that's the answer, right? Yeah, I, I think sure. that, that's what we're trying to do. And uh, to, to offer this, this, such a solution that will allow you to, to manage that uh, in, in a better way. Okay, um, so yeah. let's talk about price because uh, we, we all do have to wrap up. But um, So I pulled up the website here and you have uh, a couple of different options. Look at these three different options. So there's a free option actually for teams up to five users for unlimited time. So somebody could actually, with a small team of up to five people, use your solution for nothing? Yeah, you can use it for nothing. The only thing they will have to pay is uh, the, the, the call out and the numbers. If he wants to add call outs and, and uh, additional numbers, then he will have to purchase only that. Wow. 
So basically as much or as little as you would need, which you would have to pay for anyway. But other than that, the management and the, the environment is free. So that's fantastic. So people want to try it out, uh, maybe with a small team within your company, uh, maybe within, you know, maybe some of the managers or something like that to see how this actually works before you deploy it uh, throughout your entire organization. You can try it for nothing, which is unbelievable. Uh, and then you have a standard option here for small and uh, medium-sized businesses uh, at starting at under $5 a month, $4.90 a month. That's per user, I would assume? That's per users per month, yes. Okay. So, uh, again, very inexpensive. I mean, you got a solution. You got, you know, 10 people, you're talking 50 bucks a month. It's nothing. Uh, and then, of course, enterprise level uh, for businesses that have more than 200 users, uh, they would contact you, and I'm sure they'd get a little bit of a discount on that because of so many uh, people you know, using it, correct? And, and yeah, then you can negotiate negotiate on, on on the price and also on the pricing of uh, the numbers and the callouts and offer them um, different packages that suitable for an enterprise. Very very cool. So I, I must say I'm very impressed with the technology, Zach. I appreciate you coming on and explaining it to our listeners and viewers. Um, if they're interested in learning more about you or Cube Mobile. Uh, they can obviously visit, visit the website, which is cubed, C-U-B-E-D, mobile.com. I'm assuming they can also search and find you on social media as well, correct? Yes, correct. On LinkedIn and Facebook, um, we are trying to be out there as possible. <laughs> yeah, very important. You know, the people should follow you because then they're going to learn more about the technology probably and features and you can, you know, learn about it. Uh, so I'll, I'll make sure that I, I post your links along with the interview, make it easy for our listeners to connect. Uh, do you have uh, any last thoughts for our audience before I let you go? I uh, know. I think uh, we've said it all. Uh, that was quite a fascinating, fascinating call, to be honest, Pete, especially with an, uh, an expert like you. Uh, I really enjoyed that call. Uh, I had a lot of fun. Well, my pleasure. It was great to and, have you uh, on. And, and also, there's also another one that uh, is uh, signaling that <laughs> time is up. <laughs> My son just burst in the yes. room. <laughs> Dad, you done? <laughs> so that's fantastic. Yeah. So I appreciate that. There he is. What's up, buddy? <laughs> so uh, thank you so much for being on Safety Talk. Uh, thank you so much to our listeners for tuning in. And uh, you can always get more information, past episodes, and the latest news about Safety at safetytalkpodcast.com. You can watch our interview videos at safetytalkvideos.com. And uh, for listeners that want more information about cybersecurity, uh, you can learn the seven simple steps to create a cybersecurity program for your business at cyberbizplan.com. So until next time, everybody, please stay safe. Thanks for tuning in to Safety Talk. You can listen to past episodes and get the latest safety news at our website, safetytalkpodcast.com. Be sure to visit our other websites for free safety checklists and infographics. You can also sign up for free online self-defense training, learn about college campus safety, and find out more about Pete and how he can help educate your school or business through his speaking, workshops, seminars, and consulting. Subscribe to the Safety Talk podcast and never miss out on any new safety information. Until next time, stay safe.